Welcome to the Seek First CEO Podcast, a community for high-achieving kingdom women committed to seeking God first and keeping God first in all we do. If you believe you're called to impact the world through your gifts, then you're in the right place. Hi, friend. I'm Heather, teacher turned speaker and your host of the Seek First CEO Podcast. I'm passionate about helping ambitious, servant-hearted women find their worth in whose they are, not what they do. As a certified master neuroscience life coach, I help you connect the dots between biblical principles and brain science so you can take your thoughts captive and be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I don't do surface, so we go deep here and we talk about the stuff underneath the surface because I wanna help you get to the source of your heart set and mindset roadblocks so you can have breakthrough by aligning your heart and mind with biblical truths. If your heart's desire is to grow in your relationship with Jesus, while fearlessly fulfilling your purpose and calling, then let's open up the word together and see what the Holy Spirit has to say about living your life in flow with Him. Are you ready? Then get excited for today's episode. Sister friends, I am so excited for today. This is a first. Uh, I am so excited to introduce to you my new friend and our sister in Christ. Her name is Tiffany. And I just have to tell you a quick story of how we connected. So as you guys know, most of the show has been me just pouring out my heart and what the Lord has been teaching me. But slowly I've been sharing more people with you to get their story out. And so I actually found Tiffany as I was searching for resources for all of you for just biblical tools and tips. And I found her website. I absolutely loved everything that I saw. I read her story and I was like, I'm going to message this girl. And so I messaged her on social media. We connected and I asked her if she wanted to be a guest on the show. So I know God has something for her to share with you today that is going to really help you to continue to seek him first above all else. So Tiffany, thank you so much for being here and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, we'll tell. And this is really the first time we really are getting to connect. So not only is for me, but for all the listeners, tell us a little bit about you, who you are, where you're from, what you do, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, so uh, at this point, I'm just a, a Christian blogger. I'm also a writer. I've had a couple of book opportunities because of my blog and, and the platform that God's given me. So that's really amazing. But my journey started about seven years ago when I initially came to Christ and I can share that story, you know, I'm more than happy to share. But when I came to Christ, like I was actually going through a divorce at the time. And so I felt like my world was completely crashing around me. And there's like, you know, beauty from ashes. That was something that was like a word for me in that season was that like, God will work this for good. And so for me, I came to Christ during that season. And that was like the most life-changing, most beautiful thing. It was actually crazy because like you would think I would be completely distraught about the divorce, which I was, but I was so just like enamored with this new relationship with Jesus and how he was showing up for me and speaking into my life. And the fact that like God was real and it was like, I mean, he was like so close to me and near to me and cared about me. And so it was, it was completely life-changing for me. And that's when um, he kind of just started speaking new purpose into my life because at that time I just felt like I had no purpose that like my life was just crumbling and so he um uh inspired me to share my story publicly and so I started my blog and that was really my journey so it was really kind of just like a project that came out of a really broken place but because of how like good the Lord is I was able to just like 
it wasn't like a sorrowful blog post. It was just like, oh my gosh, I've just found this new um, man, I guess the weird way of saying it, but in my life who it just brings me joy and, you know, purpose and love and just identity. So yeah, that's kind of how it all started for me. It was really incredible. I love that. And I think, you know, so you did not grow up in the church. So there's, there's that. And I love that. I think sometimes you did. <laughs> yeah, you did. Okay. Did. Oh, wait, go but for I it. I never really believe, I always kind of believed that all religions led to the same God. Okay. So I wasn't, I, I kind of was like, I had the foundation for sure. And that helps. I think that really helps. Um, at least for me of like, I had a lot of, of Christian understanding, um, before I came to Jesus, but I never like understood Jesus. I, I didn't even understand the whole, like the entire time that I was growing up the church, I didn't understand who Jesus was. Like, I thought he was like a sidekick or something. Like, I didn't understand that he was God and that like not, the whole cross story, like I, I grew up knowing it, but I just, I, nothing clicked for me. I didn't understand that we were sinners. I didn't understand that Jesus had to die for our sins. I didn't feel like a sinner. And that was really what I think made it hard for me to understand because I was just like, well, I'm a pretty good person. So I don't know why this is even necessary. Like, you know, like it just, so I, I was familiar with the Bible stories. I was familiar with the, you know, the Bible, but nothing clicked. And so I was, yeah, I wasn't living my life for God because I didn't feel like get him and didn't yeah. feel like I need to, you know, that makes yeah so much sense. I literally just made a reel the other day that <laughs> talked about knowing who God is and knowing God and knowing who Jesus is and knowing Jesus, knowing who the Holy spirit is and knowing like it's, it's, yeah. it's so much, it's a relationship. So I love that. Yeah. Because I think sometimes we grow up and we hear some of these stories and some of these phrases, like we're the bride of Christ. And that's what really stood out when you said you met this new man and you're falling in love and he's giving you peace and joy and purpose. And, and that really is it like that is he, we are the bride of Christ. And I know that can sound a little weird, but really when you like, that's what he's taught you. And that seems like that's, what's really changed your life. I love it. I love it. So a lot of the women who listen to the show, they are believers. Um, and they, they, they know of God and they are hungry to grow in their relationship with him. So can you tell us a little bit about what that looked like, like going from knowing who he was to knowing him and what kind of things did you do to continue to strengthen that relationship? Yeah. Okay. So I love this because I feel like, um, that was another thing that was like a preconceived idea was there's this like glass ceiling of Christianity and like how deep you can go in Christ. And so like, that was something that just blew my mind is that like, oh my gosh, there's layers of intimacy with God and I can just go deeper and deeper and deeper and experience him and know him in completely different ways. So uh, like, and I also did have like such a hunger and I still do, but especially in the very beginning of just like, I went to a spirit filled church, which where they were like, you know, talking about how God um, speaks to you. And I had no understanding that like God actually spoke to us. I was just like, it was very kind of like a religiosity thing of like my mindset of what it was like. And it's like, people are saying, oh yeah, you know, the Lord told me that I need to switch jobs or the Lord, you know, like I was praying for a parking spot in the Lord, it, just simple things, you know, big things to like jobs and marriages and, you know, life-changing things, just simple things like parking lot, trying to find a parking space or, you know, like, you know, I'd really like to get out of this parking pass or I don't know, like just really simple stuff. And just like having, from hearing other people's stories, it's so inspired me that I'm like, oh my gosh, like 
if God can speak to them, he can speak to me and I can hear his voice and I can like operate in prophetic and like, you know, do things like that, that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't aware that was even a thing. And so, um, I feel like that's what really kind of made me hungry was actually community. And I think community is so huge because like my sister actually said this once is that like, I'll share exactly these stories of like, okay, I was praying. I felt like the Lord gave me a vision for this. The Lord spoke to me about this. And like, it's almost this kind of like rivalry where she's just like, oh shoot. I felt like I was getting complacent in my Bible time. And then I hear you and like your hunger and like what God's doing in your life. And I'm like, I got to catch up. Like, Lord, I got to spend more time in prayer. I need to press in more. I need to fast more. And it kind of just makes you like, when you see others around you who are really chasing after God and you know that like, I can go further too. It just like, you know, ignites that in you. And so I think community is so huge. Um, and something that like a lot of people struggle with the enemy does a really good job of like making us convinced that like, you know, oh, I just don't get along with church people or I just, you know, I'm not, I'm better off with like male friends, not women friends. And like, you know, they kind of like use these insecurities and brokenness to like divide us in community when really like when we come together, I think there's such a a growth and acceleration of going more and like our understanding of of Jesus and experiencing more of him, um, through that. Of course, it's like a, it's a one-on-one thing. Like it's your alone time with the Lord matched with the community aspect of just kind of like hearing from other people and allowing other people to speak into your life. That was something that took me a while to learn is to really trust that like other people hear from the Lord too, and that they're allowed to speak into my life and um, to learn, to like learn more in that aspect. So yeah, it's really awesome. So much goodness. Oh my goodness. Yes. So that's so interesting. So I actually, I talk a lot about, um, the, the type of church I was raised in did not believe in the spiritual gifts. They don't, they're cessationists believe that none of that happens here. Um, and it took me going through a traumatic season and God putting me around people who were operating in their gifts to show me that there was so much more to God and who he is. And so I love that you talk about community and how that's so important to be around people who are also hungry for the Lord, because Again, I just did a reel about this the other day. I was like, God told me, because, you know, I look at someone like you, we can think, oh my gosh, her, like your sister is saying like, man, I just, I see that you are full of fruit and, and joy, like all the things. And so we can sometimes think, oh, maybe there's something wrong with me that I'm not hearing from God or that I'm not feeling that connection. And the Lord just spoke to me because there's people who I admire. And I'm just like, man, I want that relationship with him. Cause there's more and we can go deeper. And you said, Heather, it's not holy people who find me. It's hungry people who find me. So and, and you said that and I'm like, yes, like, yes. And so can, that's like, my heart is that we, and that I continue to be hungry for him because what you said is there is unlimited depths of who yeah. he is. Mm-hmm. I love the verse deep calls to deep. Mm. Cause it just, rem- it makes me think of like deep and we can go deeper but it's a choice and we can live a surface Christianity life. And I do believe people who live, um, who don't necessarily ever go to the depths of who he is. I I believe we'll see people in heaven who don't operate in the prophetic or who don't, you know, don't have a private prayer language. I mean, I, you know, I know Bible gospel believing people who are, are following Jesus, but I think going deeper is a choice. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Lord, reveal more of yourself to me. Lord, I want to experience you in a different way. And I think also being something that really hinders 
people from experiencing more of God is I feel like if you're not open to the Lord has to say, I've experienced that. It's like you, I can feel it in my spirit when I've kind of like blocked off an area of my life. And I was, you know, I'm just kind of like, you know, you, and you don't want to, you don't, it's like an unconscious thing of like, Lord, nope, you don't have access to that part of me. Like, you know, but you can do it through hurt and pain. And like, there's, there's, Mm -hmm. you know, some usually like valid reasons why you do it, but you have to like, let it go and open up your heart fully to God. And I remember one time I wasn't hearing from him. I w- it was so frustrating because I do hear him like pretty frequently and pretty clearly. And I was going through a season where I wasn't. And I was just like, God, like, I just want to hear your voice. Like, I miss you. And he told me, and he was just like, well, if you're not going to listen to me with a thing I had to say about that, then how can I tell you anything else? And I just was like, Ugh. <laughs> like, you know, I was like, fine you know but that that simple stuff like that can really hinder you hearing in general if you just are blocked off in a certain area you know and that's usually the area that God really wants to you know get into because there's a wound there he wants to heal you he wants to reveal himself to you and if you're like nope 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 not that then he I mean from I mean in this instance he kind of just stopped talking in general because he's like well you're not listening to me so I'm not going to talk and so yes uh, I, and we've, I think we've all been there right we've all been in that well when you're in that season of that overflow and then you aren't in that season of overflow you notice a difference and then there's that what am I what's wrong what like where are you God and I think all believers go through that and I one of the questions I always try to ask myself is what is the last thing God told me mm-hmm. if I'm not hearing like okay and that's what you like what is the last thing that God told me because there's significance in that I love I love that it's like a I call those sometimes like Holy Spirit spankings. He's like, Hey, get back, get back, come back here. Like I, I'm, I am speaking to you. Um, so yeah, that's so good. So going through divorce, um, I know that that, like you mentioned, like rocked your world. And really it sounds like what you said, there was kind of like an identity crisis where mm-hmm. you kind of were like, wait, I thought X, Y, Z, this was going to be my life. You probably had it mapped out and, and now it's different. So tell me a little, tell, yeah, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, something that I used to always say was that my husband or my ex-husband was my rock. And so I, I feel like I was, um, very much kind of like, I I was living a good life, like from worldly standards. I was living, I was, you know, married. I had a good job. I had money and savings. I had a good, you know, apartment, like all of those things. And so it's like, it's crazy how like, you don't feel like you're arrogant or anything in the, at the time, but it's like, when you, when the Lord highlights a problem and like, you know, in your heart, it just, you're just like, you can see it clearly. And so when I went through the divorce and everything, the Lord started showing me how like I was identifying myself, but all these things I had achieved that I was a wife, I was a, uh, I was working in like corporate business at the time. I don't do that. Obviously I do this now, so I don't do that. Um, and you know, just kind of like by the, uh, money I was making and then just finding security in that and just not finding it in anything else, not finding it in Christ. So the Lord was showing me that like, I I need to like rebuild my identity in him and not in all these like things that I was trying to like help identify myself. And so literally like everything was stripped away. I'd quit my job. My husband had left me, um, money. I mean, when you don't have a job, money goes away pretty quickly. (laughs) And so I was literally just at ground zero again. And I, and I was like surrendered. Like I was in my heart was truly surrendered where I'm like, okay, like you do your work. Like, I really just don't care. Um, like 
what this process looks like or you know I just like I want you I just kind of came to a place where I was like God I just want like what you have for me I want to be healthy and like when uh in the way that you say I should be healthy and he built me back up and like I felt him telling me that like he's my rock and he's the one I need to stand on he's the one that will always be faithful with me and will never let me down and so that was really the 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 foundation of it of just like building myself up and understanding who I was in Christ but this was like a journey this I mean when I say a journey like five plus years of kind of like taking it bite-sized pieces of understanding and revelation and then of course it because I was a new believer like I I was not um strong in like wisdom and discernment and I had just received my prayer language and like you know like all these things were all brand new and so it's like you know the Lord kind of takes you through this this process of like understanding who you are and becoming more wise and I I think there's things that like I struggled with that like are just not an issue (laughs) right now and so like now that I have like a more understanding of like my authority in Christ and you know um who I am as a daughter of the king and stuff like that um I'm able to um lead lead other people in that area and so it's kind of crazy when I think of like seven years ago where I was at to where I'm at now you know it's funny I was actually reading the Lord was like telling me last night to read through my my journal from um it was 2018 yeah, the day one was 2018. And I am like reading my own words thinking, oh my gosh, like I've changed so much. Like the words that come out of my mouth are not those words anymore. And like the thought processes and like, it's just completely different. And so I feel like it takes time. So I wanted to like be encouraged to like be patient with yourself and just like Jesus knows where, you know, he needs to give you revelation and insight and understanding but it's a process where you will get there where you'll understand that like um of who you are because I yeah I remember like my even like my first year following Jesus like still kind of being frustrated and being like oh my gosh all these people are just so much more awesome than me and they have like a boldness and like stuff like that and I used to pray for boldness all the time and then now I'm like I used to pray for that like that's so like second nature for me (laughs) you know and so you get there slowly but you'll get there I love that and I think that's so such a good reminder for all of us is that it's a process and we live in a microwave society that wants everything instant, wants it yesterday, two day prime. Right. And so even in our healing journey and, or our growth and our relationship, like relationships take time. Like most people don't go on a date and get married. It's, it's a process. And so dating the Lord and getting to know him and having that intimacy with him. Yeah, it takes time. And you said a few key words. So surrender was my word for 2021. Mm. And you said that you had to surrender. Can you share anything about that? Uh, just maybe like a little, because my they've heard my term of and what God was showing me what I needed to surrender. But can you talk a little bit about what the surrender process looked like for you and felt like for you? Yeah, you know, and what's funny is that like, uh, what it looked like for me to surrender when I first came to Christ is different from like last year was a season of surrendering for me, but it looked different because I'm more mature in Christ. And so, yeah, my, so the, the first, like when I came to Christ and I just surrendered, it was, it was easy, honest, to be completely honest with you, because I just like, I knew that I couldn't manage my own life anymore. I was like making a mess. I was hurting relationships. I was, um, even though I didn't have a complete understanding of it, I knew that I was like, seeking after the wrong things and that my motives weren't pure and like I I just could recognize that about me and that like I'm like I just need to give this to God because 
I can't even trust myself right now and I'm ruining my own life and I don't want to do that, you know? And so it was, it was actually an easy process. It was, I was in such a broken place, such a just desperate place that it was like, whatever this looks like, I'll do it, you know? And so, um, that's kind of, that's, that's where it was at the first time. But you know, the last couple of years was actually 2020 and 2021, huge surrendering season. And at this point, not that broken anymore. Um, I'm trying, you know, I'm just living my life. I have a platform, you know, like where, and that's actually really funny. Cause like for you, you also have a podcast and everything. It's like when you're going through things that are raw and real and vulnerable publicly, <laughs> that's tough. That's tough. And so for this, I just feel like I had to really let go of the way that I expected things to look. And so that's something that the Lord told me I was going through a season of crushing and like, and that's biblical. He takes, um, everybody. I believe that if you are really seeking after the Lord, he will take everybody through a season of crushing and, but there will be new wine at the end of it. There will be new fruit. It'll be all to the glory of God and he'll turn all things for good, but there will be a season of pain and suffering. And it's also like, that's something the Lord showed me too in Romans. It says, um, if you suffer with me, then you'll be glorified with me. So it's like, nobody's exempt from this, but I just like, I, it, when you're in it, even though you read those scriptures, it does not make it easier. It's not like, oh, this is fine. Everybody goes through this, every biblical character. No, like you can recognize that, but then you're so distraught and so upset that you're just like, God, why? <laughs> and so for me, I had to just like really lose any sort of um, expectation of what I thought and hope my, my world would be like. And just trust that like, I'm not in control and God is. And so right now this looks so bleak and so terrible. And so like, there was months I couldn't pay. I got, yeah, I'll just get a little bit more transparent. I, the Lord called me to move from Virginia, which is where I was living to California. And I didn't have a job. I had some savings, but not much. Um, I, I didn't want to move because I was comfortable. I was already working in ministry in Virginia. And so I had like the respect and, you know, like, the, you know, the community favor and like, just stuff like that. And not that that's everything, but like, I feel like it's kind of the thought process of starting over. And I remember feeling the pressure of just like, oh my gosh, these people don't, they don't know me. They don't know my heart. They don't know that like, um, I hear from the Lord because sometimes when you're talking about like hear from the Lord, they're kind of like, okay, like you know, we don't, we can't like, trust you yet because we just met you, you know? And so like, just stuff like that. Um, I was like, Oh, I have to start over. Um, and so when I, and also I was able to afford a place that, you know, I could live on my own and have like independence and everything. Well, I couldn't do that in San Diego because the cost of living is so much higher. And so just like all kinds of things that felt like a huge backwards in life. And I just, by God had confirmed it again and again and again. So I move out to San Diego and that was really when the season of crushing started. And like, I just was like, had to just die to myself literally again and again and again of just like, I'm hoping for this. God's promised me X, Y, and Z, but it doesn't look like it's happening. And I'm just going to have to trust him. And so um, I had to really, I think that the expectation and the hope of what God was doing um, was this true surrender, you know, of just kind of like, okay, I have to just trust that you're in, you're uh, faithful and that you're in control. And that even though this really just doesn't look good for me right now, that like at the end of the day that you are uh, behind it. And that was another thought I had as I was sharing that. Um, I, I hope it comes back. 
but, but yeah, yeah, it was, it was such a hard season and I feel like surrender is never, if, if, if you're, it doesn't hurt, honestly, for you to surrender something, then are you really letting it go? You know, it's like, are you, it, it's, it's okay for it to be painful. I think that's something that's like, people think that if you are a Christian that like, it should be easy. Like, oh, you just need to trust God. And if you don't really, you know, if it's hard for you to trust him, maybe there's an issue there. And it's like, no, I think trusting God is always kind of a hard thing, no matter how mature you are in the Lord. Like, it's always hard to like, just surrender to him and to, um, to not have control, not have control over your own life, you know, like be able to trust that he is in control and he is working everything. That's hard. That's hard. It's really tough. It, it is. It is. And I, um, so much wisdom. I have like, oh my goodness, we could probably talk all day long. Yeah. Because (laughs) I talk a lot about, uh, you know, the brain science behind like our brains and then how God already spoke these things through biblical principles. And so what you're talking a lot about is like, we're wired to, as a human, right. We're wired to want to stay safe, comfortable, and familiar. And like when you moved across the country, just like God took you outside this comfort zone mm-hmm. to show you like that, that he's all you need. I love that. I love your story. Um, yeah, just removing you from your comfort zone, right. Cause nothing grows inside a comfort zone, but that's like you said, it doesn't always feel good when you're in it. And, um, we can just, again, we have our own, we have our own ideas of what success looks like, what our identity looks like, what our, whatever, what our story looks like. And so surrendering that to, to allow God to write the story, but doing it with, with us. So I follow you on social now. So you guys can all go follow Tiffany on social and watch her fun life of traveling and all the things. But I did see that. And you mentioned it once and I have to talk about this. So you are, I don't know if you're still in the middle of a fast, but that you were fasting. And I think this is something also that is so underrated in believers of some supernatural strategies and supernatural things that we can do. We can choose to do. It's not a matter between salvation or not, but they are tools that the Lord gives us. And fasting is relatively new to me over the last couple of years. And so I would love for you to give us some wisdom on fasting and what, like maybe whatever you want Phil to share about that. But I think again, it is something that we don't use enough. It's something the Lord has been pressing on my heart to learn more about and, and go after it because there's just some good stuff that happens there. So tell us a little bit about it. I love that. You know, what's funny is that I feel like fasting has become such a normal part of my life. And, um, I started doing the Daniel fast, like as soon as I started, as soon as I came to the Lord and, there was like a, a, like a clear moment when the Lord blessed my blog and it was my post on the Daniel fast. It went viral and that like changed the, you know, scope of my, my blog. So fasting is something that's like, I'm super passionate about. Um, so I started with the 21 day Daniel fast and it's basically, uh, for the most part, like a vegetarian diet, you can, you know, fruits, vegetables, legumes, um, nut butters, you know, things like that, that you can have and no caffeine, not even tea, because it's just like, not that it's like bad. It has nothing to do with health. Honestly, it has to do just more with like in the book of Daniel, it says that he just had water and in, I can't remember the other word vegetables or something like that. But if you look into the Hebrew, it's like, it doesn't have an expanse of like things that you can eat. So, and then no alcohol. So um, that's the way I started was just like by kind of giving that sacrifice of, of that. Um, and no coffee. Did I say that? That was my hardest part. Cause I was already a vegetarian. I'm not a vegetarian anymore, but I was a vegetarian at the time. 
And I was like, this is easy. I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) But it was the coffee that like, oh my gosh, like I couldn't, it was so hard. That's always been like my biggest sacrifice. So, um, that is my biggest sacrifice when I'm fasting too. Yep. And the very first time that I fasted, I didn't give up. I, I counted that as a liquid um, and the Lord, the Holy spirit convicted me. He's like, no, no, no. yeah, I think you're like, that's what's keeping you going. And I want to keep you going. So, oh, so good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, the first fast, um, I always paired, of course it's the, um, whatever, you know, food relationship that you're you know sacrificing. And I also will increase my time in the word, increase, increase time in prayer. And I mean, that's really where it's at. You know, there's actually even times where like, I'll do a fast and I'm like, oh, like it's such a busy season, but I know I need to fast. And so I'm not able to like, su- like increase my, my one-on-one time with the Lord, like at all. There's times that like, actually I've done a fast where I haven't been able to um, do that at all, but I still reap the benefits. And I think it's like, the, it's like the principle of it is that like you are kind of, you're dedicating this to the Lord. And it's like, you know, an offering, you know, I got, I'm going to sacrifice this for you. And he sees it. He sees your heart. He sees what you're doing. So even if like, you're like, oh, I missed my 30 minutes in prayer today, which is what I'm doing right now. So during the 21 day fast, um, it's, I'm doing a liquids fast at the moment. And so I, I sans, sans coffee or <laughs> It's actually with coffee this time. Okay. But and I, I but, like- but let me just, I think this is good that we're having this conversation because yeah. we can get so religious about things. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what you're hearing are two different women having two different experiences with fasting. The Holy Spirit spoke to us in different ways, in different seasons, different fast length of fast, mm-hmm. what you're fasting. Um, I just, I, I, there's freedom in it. But again, what you said, it's, I've heard it. Uh, I forget who, you know, cause I've asked people, hungry people who I'm like, you know what you're doing. Tell me a little bit more about fasting. Cause I want to learn that or read a book or whatever. And so uh, someone told me that fasting is like sowing seeds. Mm, okay. You might not always see the immediate, like you saw an immediate fruit of your fasting, but then you might not, like you might not see it, but like you said, God sees it. He knows your heart. You're like sowing into something that you might not even know what it is. So, okay, keep going. This is so good. I know it is so good. I love, like, I'm like thinking of all these thoughts too, as you're talking. So I, I want to address that actually, the, the kind of like how you can experience God more during the fast. So it absolutely varies. There's times where like you immediately jump. That, that was like my experience this time. I was like immediately a spiritual high immediately. It was so amazing. I'm hearing from him clearly. I'm like, you know, receiving like words and like visions and just like, oh, and I was operating prophetic. Like, ugh, oh my gosh, it was a good thing to be my friend during the first two weeks of the fast because like, it's like, I had a word for everybody. I'm just like, Lord, this is great. Um, and then now it's my third week and it's like drudgery. It's like, I'm not really hearing from him. I just want the fast to end. I'm not feeling good anymore in, you know, tomorrow's my last day. So we're, on, we're at the finish line, but yeah, it, the first two weeks were fantastic, but even like, going to like the, the, depending on the fast, um, there'll be times when you don't see the breakthrough until afterwards. Yeah. And it's, and that, I feel like that happens actually a lot is that like, you just do this and you're kind of frustrated and you're like, what the heck? Nothing's happening. Nothing's shifting. Like, I'm so annoyed. I just like did all of this for the Lord. And then it's just like a, a week later, a day later, you know, a month later, then you see the breakthrough. And so mm-hmm. it's like, just trust that like God is, he sees you, he sees you in that he is moving in that you're like, what is going on in the spiritual realm that might have an afterburn. It might take a second, but God sees your, uh, your dedication to him. 
there was something else I was going to say too. Oh, you can get attacked. That is, that's a huge thing. Is that you're pressing in for the Lord? Are you kidding me? The enemy's yep. going to come after you. And so you can. That was me the first week of 2022. Oh no. <laughs> I, I had such a, and I, and I think a lot of times, you know, we can overuse that like, oh, it's the devil, but like, no, I was like under spiritual attack. Yeah. And I had a really rough first week of the year. I've shared that on the podcast. I um, I didn't go into too much detail, but yes, be like the enemy doesn't want us pressing in. No. Because he no. knows there's good stuff there. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that, that's super common is that especially if you are, uh, maybe you don't have like discernment or it's your first time doing stuff like this, you might, you know, be completely thrown off. Is that like, oh my gosh, everything's getting worse and you're not, you know, it's not quite clicking that like, this is the enemy, like this is warfare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and so you start thinking, I don't know, like you just get discouraged, get heavily discouraged. And so just know that that's normal. That's, that's extremely normal. Yes. Um, The the Holy Spirit just gave me a a nugget as you were talking. And I think it's also everything we do is a heart posture, right? I'm a mindset coach, but I'm like, listen, I can't teach you all the things about your mind unless we talk about the heart because God looks at the heart. And as you were talking, I'm like, yeah, it's not about getting something from him. It's about giving something to him. Mm -hmm. Like, and yes, we, but because we give him our heart, we give him our time. We give him our, he, he's a good father and he gives us so much. So it's, it's a guarantee. He's going to give us something, but going in with the expectation sometimes of just getting is where we sometimes set ourselves up for disappointment when we don't see that we don't get it right away. And just continuing to believe he's going to, he's a good father. He's going to give us good, good stuff. Oh, so, so good. Well, I would love to ask you, what is one word you could leave for the woman who wants to, she wants to be hungrier or she wants that, like hearing you talk, hearing us talk just about our experience with the Lord. Like she wants to, she wants to press in. Um, she's just not quite sure maybe how, like, so I, a lot of women I work with, and again, I was raised in the church. So I was told my whole life, you, you should read your Bible. You should do this. You shouldn't do this, all these things, but it was more of like a have to need to should instead of I get to, I want to, I can. I choose to. And Uh so um, I find that a lot of women who are in our community, they, they want like what you're talking about and they're trying to read the Bible and they're trying to pray, but they still just aren't quite getting that like next level. If, if that's a a way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. I can completely resonate with that because like um, I feel like, when it's, when you don't have this just like overflow and it's fine if you don't, but you don't have this like overflow love for the Lord. He's my best friend. I I couldn't imagine not talking to him every day, which is kind of like where I'm at. It's a good place to be. I love where I'm at, but I understand that I wasn't always there, you know, and like we're seasoned where it's drier. Like it just Mm -hmm. happens. And so I feel like there's, um, there's definitely benefits of like being disciplined about it and you don't want to be religious about it, but just being disciplined of, you know what? I'm going to get up at 6am and I'm going to read my Bible. Even if I don't feel a goosebump while I'm reading my Bible, I'm just going to do it. And I'm just going to pray. And I'm going to, uh, there's times I've forced myself in prayer. Like if I feel really far from the Lord, I'll increase my time in the Lord. And so there's definitely a time where like, I was just like, I feel so dry. I feel like I'm not hearing from you. And like, it's just com- like a complacency. And so I was like, no, like, I'm not settling for this. Like, okay, I would start praying. I think I prayed for seven days, 30 minutes a day. And just like, and also, it, 
I don't, I mean, not everybody has their own prayer language yet, but what a gift, like what a huge gift, because if you don't know how to pray and your heart's not like, you just like, I don't have the words. I just like, I can't, like, I'm just tired of trying. Like, you know, when you're feeling that way, I just speak in tongues because I'm just like, Lord, help me. I don't even know what to pray, but you do. And so, and that, that honestly will ignite my spirit quickly. And that's the, that's honestly the, the point of tongues. I believe it's like, is that like, it connects your soul and your spirit to the Holy Spirit in such like a way that other things just don't. And so if you don't have that gift, that, that is actually like the most powerful gift that you can have is is the gift of tongues and so I'll just pray my prayer language and it's just like it becomes like a flow and I can feel like the spirit moving I can feel myself becoming more passionate about him and like and stuff like that um another thing is I would do like a kind of a detox of like secular things. And so, I mean, this is like, if you, if you're really pressing in, you kind of have to like be willing to do whatever it takes. And so I'm like, you know what? I I definitely notice when certain movies and, and music and stuff, it will sway my heart and it's all about the heart. You know, it'll sway my heart towards worldly things. And there's times I just have to be like, you know what, this is a time where I'm only listening to Christian music and Uh, I just need to, instead of putting on Netflix or something, I'm going to put on a message in the background. You know, I just go to, it's simple. Just go to YouTube and I have my favorites. I'll put on Joyce Meyer, T.D. Jakes, Christine Kane, you know, like there's amazing people who are so wise and just put on a message and watch that. And like all of these things just kind of like train your mind to think of things of of God to things of heavenly things you know, and not of worldly things. And it helps. It really helps. So those are some like really simple, easy practices that you can do, but it does take discipline. It does take trying, but um, I feel, I do believe that like your heart will, will change. Oh, and like, this is like, this one seems so obvious. Sometimes I forget to even mention it, but just ask the Holy spirit, like ask God, God, um, reveal to me something today. I want to experience you today. Ask him, just ask him. Um, and you know, I want, I want to see your, your presence in my life today make it known to me. Uh, if you're reading the Bible, um, one of the, my favorite things that like my mentor tells me is, um, you don't read the Bible for information. You read it for transformation, which I feel like it's, and I'm such like, I'm a like Bible nerd. I love information. And I forget sometimes that like, without the transformation part of reading the Bible, it's not actually like, it becomes real to you. It becomes interesting when you have the knowledge part, but Mm -hmm. it becomes real to you when you have the transformation part of like this thing that happened to Lazarus you know, over 2000 years ago, well, that's actually God working in my life. Like that's something that, so that's, I use that example because that's what the Lord told me is that like your, um, these things, these areas of your life, they seem dead right now, but they're not dead. They're just sleeping, just like Lazarus was sleeping. And I'm going to resurrect it back to life. Well, all of a sudden that Bible story, I take that as my own and it becomes real to me. It's, it's transforming my heart and my relationship with the Lord. And I feel like that's the way we should be reading the Bible is asking the Lord to reveal how is this impacting my life? How are you speaking to it or through it into my life so that I can have a heart transformation of what you're doing in my life? And that's huge. And that's a work that only the Lord can do. And it's beautiful. So good. You you're my new friend. Like we're going to, like, Hey, we're, we're going to stay connected. 
Well, tell the ladies where they can connect with you. So like you said in the beginning, community is important. Hanging around hungry people will make you hungry for the Lord. And so I know you have a ton of resources. Like I said, that's how I found you. I know you have a course on identity. So tell tell everyone where they can connect with you and find you. Yes. Okay. So my blog is lavendervines.com. Um, there's a, like, there's a ton of resources, a lot of, I have like over a hundred blog posts. Um, so that's like a really good place for just like stories and wisdom and like answering questions and stuff like that. I show up the most on Instagram. Um, it's, it's hard for me. I love Instagram. I don't know how you feel. I love Instagram, but then it's like having to constantly create content. It's like, you know, a, a monster that is constantly hungry, you know? So, um, I show up in stories a lot. My posts, I get a little lazy, (laughs) but I show up in stories a lot and I try and I'm very responsive with like DMS and questions and stuff like that. So you can always, like, that's a good, reliable source for me, uh, to find me. Um, also yes, my course. So I have a course all about your identity in Christ and is literally what the Holy spirit taught me of five over the span of five to six years and it's all condensed into um a, a mod well a course it has four modules and it kind of like is a succession of just like a foundation to growing in like what the like the really needy things of what the bible says about who you are in christ and why that's important and like it's like something i'm not most passionate about and so it has a, um, it's passport from heaven dot lavendervines.com. And so that's where you can find that. So yes, I would love to connect. Please check out my blog, Instagram. And I would, I know that it's like my course would bless you as well. Yeah. I'll drop all those links below for you guys. So go check it out. Go say hello to her on Instagram. Thank her for being a guest on this show. Tiffany, thank <laughs> you so much. Uh, what a joy and pleasure to talk with you. Um, I look forward to just continuing to watch your journey. Thank you so much.